The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang. On the program today, Barbara and her guests will discuss the topics you want to hear more about, from business leadership to community and education. It all affects our bottom line. Now, here is your host, Barbara Lang. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Insights and Strategies where we try our very best to bring you thoughtful and provoking insight on a variety of business issues that can have an impact on your organization. I am your host, Barbara Lang, Managing Principal and CEO of Lang Strategies, LLC. On this show, we want to impart information that can serve as good advice and counsel to you. We'll be tweeting during the show, so please join the conversation at langstrategies.com. And you can always reach me at bblang at langstrategies.com and can learn more about our firm at www.langstrategies.com. On previous shows, we have discussed such topics as the impact of the 2016 presidential election on business, uh, the myriad of cybersecurity challenges, healthcare cost on business, and international business development, just to name a few. Last week, our topic was women who are at the top, and we had an enriching conversation with four amazing women who are at the top of their respective fields. Today's conversation is branding your business. No matter whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you are in corporate America, whether you represent a nonprofit entity, or you are in the public sector, communicating your message, branding your product or service, and demonstrating what separates you from your competitors often determine success or failure of the business or an important initiative. Today, we want to explore why branding is important. Does every business need a brand strategy and how it impacts your bottom line? We have two experts today whose business it is to communicate effectively for their clients and to help or create the brand for their clients. Please welcome Carrie Hatch, CEO and brand advocate for MDB Communications, and Greg Burridge, Senior Vice President, Rings Layton Creative Services, both businesses here in the District of Columbia. Carrie and Greg, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's start with having you both uh, give a two-minute uh, overview of yourself, but as well as the businesses that you are running every day. Carrie, you want to start? 
Sure, absolutely. Delighted to. Um, our agency, MDB Communications, elevates the profile and stature of the brands that we represent. We have a 30-plus year history of working with uh, diverse organizations, nonprofits, as well as some large publicly traded entities like Sprint and people like Fannie Mae, as well as Destination DC. So we have quite a bit of tourism business, in addition to some nonprofits like the Truth Initiative, as well as the DC Lottery. And you have been in business, what did you say, over 30 years? Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> Just a mere child when you got started. <laughs> I was. I was young. <laughs> Greg, what about you? Talk a little bit about uh, your background, but also kind of the Rings Layton and, and your sweet spot. Well, Rings Layton um, is actually 30-plus years old as well. We're... Um, we used to say we were a full-service design firm. These days, um, we say we're a full-service creative agency, and a lot of that has to do with the industry sort of moving away from traditional printed products and and into more uh, digital and uh, online products, which would, which we've done as well. I've been with Rings Layton for 18 years, uh, which also seems like forever, um, and we've we were we've really diversified over the years and sort of changed um, as as the industry has changed. I imagine technology has caused a lot of that change. Would you say? Hugely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, if you if you start to um, talk to a client, you know why is it important to effectively brand your product or or service? What would be your sales pitch? Well, I think branding initiatives and uh, sustainable marketing programs give a, a brand or an organization an opportunity to distinguish their product in, generally speaking, highly competitive landscapes. Um, it's a chance for people uh, to devote some time and energy and an investment towards making customers, prospective customers, aware of their product or service and then create a preference um, for their product or service based on those emotional but also rational connections with customers. I think sometimes about the old saying of, I don't know who you are, I don't know your company, I don't know your company's product or your reputation. Now, what was it you were trying to sell me? <laughs> so branding right. the opportunity to, to secure um, in your customer's mind who you are, what they, what you do, and why they should care. And ultimately, don't you think like that? You know, it's everyone's goal for their brand to become so universal that they don't really have to market. Like, you know, once you become this, uh, you know, Google or the, the things that are hugely successful. You know, they don't really have to put out, uh, you know, they don't have to address their brand as much because it sort of carries itself along. I might push back a little bit on that and say, I just, I feel like there's always a new product or service that's coming along and, and I resist the urge to go dark. Um, because it, we're just it's such a, you know, particularly we deal a lot with um, consumer products and services, you know, travel destinations and the like, and I always feel like there's a competitor sneaking up behind some of my customers. Mm-hmm. So I tend to be the chief worry officer and uh, feel that they need to be 
out there marketing continually or have some recognition because uh, I feel like customers can be fickle. Yeah, right. yeah, and, you and have, no, go ahead, Greg. Well, I was going to ask if you have clients who tell you that they want you to make them viral. Oh, that happens all the time. The question is, is being viral what they really need, number one? Right. Um, have you ever noticed uh, sometimes, well, we all, I think, are subject to this. We follow the latest shiny object, and sometimes going viral or that phrase or, you know, I need a social, I need a Twitter account or, you know, what have you, that becomes the flavor of the day. And the, the real mm-hmm. question is, from a marketing investment standpoint, is what do they need to be successful as opposed to what's the latest fashion? So right. that may, may, may go into the question is when, when to both of you, um, when a client calls or you're making your, they're, they're going to tell you exactly what it is they need. Do you find, first of all, many times they don't know what they need and they're going to come tell you what they need and then you get involved in it and you really find that the problem they're trying to solve, they don't really know what the problem is and you have to go in and kind of reshape that for them. Um, Greg, I don't know. I'm sure you've had this experience as well. I, and sometimes, indeed, that is the case. Uh, other times, not so much. Um, you know, uh, in some cases, people have done their research. They've done the competitive analysis. They understand what their strengths and weaknesses are. They understand what the threats are. Um, and they're all buttoned down. And we just validate, you know, with secondary research as opposed to primary research that that is indeed the lay of the land. Uh, in other cases... Uh, always respectful to the client bringing as much information and a point of view to an assignment. But I also feel honor-bound to say, hey, did you know about this? Or did you think of it this way? Um, to introduce them to something they may not have already known. So, um, therefore, and that gets probably to one of your other questions, is about you know collaboration and work, walking down, I call it walking down the aisle together, so mm-hmm. that you don't end up at the altar with a marketing campaign that nobody's bought into. So I think uh, early on, making sure there's alignment on what the real problem is, what the real opportunities are, can be extremely valuable. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I would say more often than not that the that the clients we deal with, what they ask for and what they need. Um, definitely undergoes changes undergo changes as the process goes along so the collaboration is huge um, because you know what they think they want at the very beginning versus what the project ends up being you know there's a lot of adaptation and uh, change that happens along the way and if, if you are not don't have open lines of communication then you know, it can fall flat. And as you say, you get to the end and people said, well, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. So if, if you both look, I mean, from a, a very high level, uh, how would you say the kind of work that you both do? And, and I think there's uh, certainly an overlap in which each, you all have your separate things that you do, but I'm sure that there is some, uh, things that you do that are very, uh, very similar. What does that mean to the success and sustainability of the product that 
your client is trying to sell or to their business itself. Um, And maybe a better way to ask the question is, without the work that you do for your client, would they have been as successful in the rollout of their business or their uh, their initiative? I'd like to think generally not. Um, And that actually goes to another point, which is we have to prove it. Um, Greg, I'm sure you probably feel the same way on this. When we both got into the industry and in the business in general, there was a lot less pressure for return on investment and demonstrating it. And I think back over the last, say, 10 or maybe 15 years about the amount of time, and I think justifiably so, that we spend with aligning how we're going to measure success, what does success look like, and what are those metrics, and how do we know if we're moving the needle, and how do you know that investing, you know, half a million dollars or $10 million is, it's you know, worth a good the return effort. on your investment. Yeah, but well, we have to prove sure. it, right? It's like, you know, the show me state. But I feel like um, my experience has been, particularly with some of the larger brands we represent, um, is that an ongoing and sustainable marketing program generally puts them in a better position to weather um, threats from other brands to uh, have loyalty around their, their customer bases. And uh, when a downturn happens in the economy, they're generally in a pretty good place to have a loyal following. So those are the benefits in terms of a sustainable marketing effort. Uh, well, I'm going to p- take a pause right here. And then, Greg, I want to get your take on the return of investment for your clients. But we need to take a break. Uh, Stay with us, everybody, for our conversation on branding your business with our guests, Carrie Hatch and Greg Burridge. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Lang Strategies is the leader in providing businesses and nonprofits with insight on business development, operational excellence, political strategy, tactical planning, marketing communications, leadership management, and cultural transition services for international businesses. Each member of our team is an expert in their respective field, and each of them are dedicated to serving in the best interests of our diverse client base. Our business is to define our clients' needs and create a customized plan to exceed their goals and objectives. We compete aggressively and successfully for our clients' respect and trust. We also care deeply about the communities we serve, and our expertise in civic and grassroots campaigns serves our clients well on a variety of issues. We appreciate the faith, support, dedication, and investment of our clients and community in Lang Strategies, and we look forward to a successful and sustainable partnership. For more information or to put Lang Strategies to work for your organization, visit us on the web at langstrategies.com. That's langstrategies.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Insights and Strategies. To reach Barbara Lang or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to bboyer at langstrategies.com if you have any questions or comments about the program. Now, back to Insights and Strategies. Welcome back. I'm glad you stayed with us. We're going to continue our conversation on branding your business. And just before the break, uh, Carrie brought up uh, how now it's very important that um, we show our clients the return on investment. And I always look at that as being very difficult to measure uh, it's not like the number of sales that you, when you're selling a product and you know what the money is coming in the door. And so, Greg, why don't you take us through kind of how you look at that? And Carrie, I want you to chime in as well on the metrics you put forward to, to show your client the, the return on that 500000 investment uh, contract they may have signed. Well, it's interesting because um, historically, um, the clients and uh, that we work with, mostly nonprofits, don't really show um, or or have metrics to measure the effectiveness of a particular project. The projects we're working on, uh, maybe we're a little bit further down in the in sort of the design weeds, mm-hmm. um, and so the success is sort of measured anecdotally, like. Uh, we hear feedback certainly from our clients' members, um, association members, that they really liked um, the way certain projects came out. Uh, they thought it was very effective. Um, so it's more measured um, in terms of feedback than it is in terms of statistics. Yeah, and I think, Greg, you bring up a good point because there's uh, what I call soft metrics and hard metrics, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. sales in, in for many of our clients um, or brand loyalty in some cases may be the ultimate metric, but um, we've got uh, an interesting dashboard um, to try to, to make sure that before that is the final destination of how we're demonstrating success or failure, um, you know, it could be anything like uh, web traffic, uh, click-through rates, uh, PR buzz, um, you know, there's obviously there's uh, word of mouth. I mean, in some cases we use um, web media monitoring uh, programs to analyze the sentiment around a brand. So listening to online chatter or social media chatter. Um, in some cases in our social media initiatives, it's, um, it's more than just likes. It's about engagement. Um, it's great to have followers, but it's better to have engagement and it's better to have referrals and people sharing your brand and talking about your brand. So those are the kinds of discussions we have with our clients up front so that we have um, a comfortable agreement around what success does look like uh, so that at the end, again, we don't end up at the altar saying, uh-huh, we performed or, oh, we didn't. Right. I would imagine that um, in your business that 
that when times are tough, when the economy is shrinking and and we're going into a recession like we did in the 08, 09, and 2010 timeframe, that the work that you do, clients may look at this as the first thing that they can cut from their budgets if their revenues are starting to shrink. And, uh, you know, it really isn't the time to cut what you do because what you do, uh, uh, they need more than ever. And and I would assume, I just would like some comment on that, is that you all have both been in this business for a very long time and have seen the ups and downs in the economy. Uh, Have you seen that kind of thing happen that people start to shrink their budgets? Exactly, I have to say yes. <laughs> um, and, and you know, the thing—it's—it's it's nice not just to hear from an advertising professional and, and marketing communications professionals like Greg and myself, but to know that there's real data around that. Um, and having lived through, you know, a number of recessions, um, that tends to be the knee-jerk response: is, "Oh, I'm going to cut my advertising or marketing budget, and we're going to do this in-house." And and sometimes that's necessary, and I can respect that. Other times they're cutting their nose to spite their face in some regards mm-hmm. uh, because they tend to, you know, um, ratchet down their exposure and activity with their customers or prospective customers, and it's out of sight, out of mind. There's real data around the notion of brands that sustain, sustain visibility, that they come back, not only do they survive the downturns, but they come back stronger when the economy turns around. Yeah. Uh, Greg, have you experienced the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's also a lot of competition um, sort of in in different new ways so that uh, a client who is, uh, you know, a, a, an organization that's experiencing budget difficulties and their membership is down and they have less to spend might do something like um, there are uh, websites where you can get, you know, 40 logos for $40 uh, <laughs> or some <laughs> some ridiculously low um, thing. You know, you can have web pages designed. You can have brochures designed online at these anonymous sites without, you know, the important considerations that go into all these things. And a lot of places will think, well, that's, that's a way I can save money. I can just... I can go to one of these logo farms or or utilize a service like that. So the the competition sort of changes, and you have to keep telling people how important all of the elements that you can bring to the table are. And and that's showing the value proposition of having a firm like either of yours where you're engaging uh, with the prospective client on an ongoing basis and not just choosing, uh, what did you, what did you call it? A logo farm. I've not heard of that before, but that's a nice term. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Can any of you think of um, a high profile product or initiative that kind of came out of the gate, certainly not from any of your clients, uh, but where the, it was the the rollout was flawed, and um, and did not do what it was intended to do with their marketing or their branding campaign. Uh, I've got a, a couple. One of my most favorites was uh, the green ketchup. That was a rollout that came out um, in in the year two thousand. In some cases, if you don't do the fundamental research about what the market. Um, 
desires, then it's, it's very hard to roll out a, a product that's flawed and there isn't a high take rate to begin with. No marketing or branding campaign in the world is going to make a bad product sell. So right. that's one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Even though it tasted the same, nobody yeah. could get over the fact that they were putting green. <laughs> right. Your ketchup is red, right? <laughs> right. Well, there were, there were all kinds of, you know, sodas are famous for um, trying to rebrand themselves unsuccessfully, like New Coke and Pepsi had Pepsi AM, which was like a drink you were supposed to be able, a soda that was made for the morning. <laughs> um, so sodas have a, have a bad history of sort of changing, trying new things and having them not work very well. We actually had a client, um, this goes several years back, but it was a satellite uh, phone company, and part of the problem um, was their timing. They were launching right on the edges of when smartphones were, were becoming sort of ubiquitous, so their timing was poor, um, and their, their branding... Uh, which they paid huge amounts of money for. Uh, their their logo turned out to be uh, the Big Dipper, which uh, is made up of dots. It's representing the Big Dipper, but it was a their their total premise was that this was a phone that could use be used anywhere in the globe, in the middle of the ocean, anywhere, and the Big Dipper, of course, can't be seen. By half of the hemis- you know, half the globe can't see the Big Dipper. So uh, they spent, you know, upwards of millions of dollars coming up with that brand, and then the the company was pretty much bankrupt within a few years. So wow, wow, wow! Not not, not a not a good outcome there. No. If you- <laughs> If you have a, 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 a client, and this kind of either one of you, whichever one wants to go first, um, and let's just say um, um, pick, you know, Greg, you, you all do a lot of nonprofit work. Um, you pick a, a, a sizable nonprofit that may have a, a new initiative that they want to roll out. Kind of talk us through kind of how you would approach uh, approach that client and approach that initiative and in working with them. Carrie, do you want to start? Uh, no, I'm happy to. Um, so with our customers, um, you know, there's kind of three parts. It's information, insight, and inspiration. Uh, inf- information being making sure we understand their customers' needs. So that means, you know, existing research, um, you know, primary and secondary, generally speaking, um, and then understanding their goals. Again, back to the metrics of what their expectations are and some of the complexities that can be challenges or be helpful in achieving those goals. You know, in some cases it's seasonality. In some cases they've got um, stories from their past efforts. So that's information first. And then insight, um, you know, what is it about their brand or their product or whatever the new initiative is that we can discover that will allow us to create a compelling reason for people to engage with their product or service or cause. Um, So insight is key there. And then inspiration, um, you know, approaching the problem armed with that information and insight 
we move into the area of imagination and innovation where we create those emotional touch points that help build a brand persona that can become a magnet that will motivate their audience to action. So it's it's really those three things. Um, from that, we develop um, marketing communications programs and all relevant channels, radio, TV, print, online, social media, PR, whatever it is. So it's really those three things, information, insight, and inspiration. Greg, anything to add to that and the way you all approach? I was going to say um, it's very similar in those steps. Um, the elusive part is is the third part, inspiration. I think um, you have to have a staff that, you know, that thinks creatively and is always coming up with new ideas and, and ways to present information. Uh, you, you can't, you know, if you want to be successful with your clients, you have to provide them things they haven't seen before. Um, and, and I think that um, is what sustains in the long run is that, that sort of inspiration, that creativity. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, I mean, honestly, you can never bore a customer into adoring your product, right? I mean, you have to delight customers and surprise them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. You, you and both... A, that's the struggle. That is the struggle, I mean, to, to always be coming up with fresh approaches and fresh ideas. Is it a challenge finding talent for your respective um, uh, companies to, because you talk about that creativity and that innovation and uh, you need people that really see beyond um, um, the, the, the current state. Do you have challenges finding that talent to employ that, that can give you that kind of pop for your customers or your clients? Yeah. It's a little bit of yes and no. Um, yes, um, you know, it's always interesting to find people that have a commonality around passion for what we do. On the other hand, uh, in today's uh, gig economy where everybody's a freelancer, you've got tons of subject matter experts all over the world. Uh, we do work domestically and internationally, and it does allow you to tap into subject matter experts. Uh, we certainly have a core staff here at uh, MDB, but you know, occasionally you're going to want to bring in uh, a fresh perspective. Maybe it's sure. from a different continent, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so yes and no. Okay, okay. Let's take a quick break, Greg, and then okay. we'll come back with your comments uh, on that as well. Uh, okay. We'll be right back in, in just a minute or so. We do have to pay the bills, and it's now mm-hmm. time for a break. Please join us on, on the other side. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Lang Strategies is the leader in providing businesses and nonprofits with insight on business development, operational excellence, political strategy, tactical planning, marketing communications, leadership management, and cultural transition services for international businesses. Each member of our team is an expert in their respective field, and each of them are dedicated to serving in the best interests of our diverse client base. 
our business is to define our clients' needs and create a customized plan to exceed their goals and objectives. We compete aggressively and successfully for our clients' respect and trust. We also care deeply about the communities we serve, and our expertise in civic and grassroots campaigns serves our clients well on a variety of issues. We appreciate the faith, support, dedication, and investment of our clients and community in Lang Strategies, and we look forward to a successful and sustainable partnership. For more information or to put Lang Strategies to work for your organization, visit us on the web at langstrategies.com. That's langstrategies.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Insights and Strategies. To reach Barbara Lang or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to bboyer at langstrategies.com if you have any questions or comments about the program. Now, back to Insights and Strategies. Well, thanks for staying with us. Welcome back. And we will continue our conversation on branding your business with Carrie Hatch and Greg Burridge. And Greg was just about to comment a little bit um, before the break on attracting and retaining uh, those creative folks that is so key uh, to this business. And Greg, why don't you, uh, you take it from there? Well, I was uh, going to say that we've been very fortunate. Uh, most of the designers and staff at Rings Laden have been here for many years, so it's been a very stable um, crew of people, and all of them have exceptional skills um, in each in different areas, so it's been a perfect sort of fit. We have um, experienced challenges uh, over the years. I mean, in 38 years, you're going to have um, sort of staffing challenges. We've had, you know, misrepresentations of portfolios, and um, there are stories. But so it's always a challenge. You want to find um, the the people that will uh, sort of provide that spark. But we've been very fortunate to have a stable staff. Excellent, excellent. I think both of you alluded to this earlier uh, in terms of the client engagement with their work. Once they hire you, uh, how important is it for them to be very engaged and how engaged is too engaged uh, with the work? And, you know, Carrie, why don't, why don't you start? Uh, yeah, as I referenced earlier, I think the most successful campaigns that I've been associated with in my career are the ones where clients are um, part and parcel of the campaign development. Um, you know, one of my philosophies is people uh, support what they help to create. But beyond that, they're the ones that their neck is on the line. Uh, they're generally the chief marketing officer that's reporting to the boardroom, number one. They're probably closer to the product than I will ever be or anyone on my team. Um, so I think it's important to bring them along in the process. And by that, they bring us along. So whether it's developing creative brief and ideation, um, you know, risk management. I mean, how crazy do you want to be? Do you want to do something that's going to rock the world or do you want to do something that's, you know, a little tamer? Um, but when they engage, uh, I, I generally think it's a plus. 
Excellent. Yeah, I think it's critical as well. You want uh, the more feedback you get, the more communication there is, and I I don't think there can be too much um, sort of collaboration or or communication or engagement. Um, The problems arise when there's not enough. I mean, you, you get to the end of a project and you find out, you know, the CEO has never seen it and and doesn't like any of the work that's been done to that point, well, that's a ex- perfect example of, uh, you know, you had certain percentage of people that you were working with engaged um, in a project, but you really needed everyone uh, engaged. Carrie, I don't know if you've run into that same thing where, you know, you get, you invest a lot of time and creative energy into something, and then you don't even know that, someone, some decision maker at the very end, you know, has a say. Yeah, no, it's about managing up throughout the process. I agree. You don't want those surprises at the, uh, at the very end. You know, when, when clients engage you for uh, the kind of work that you do, how important is it for them to have already had a complete marketing communications plan first or really what you do is, um, is, is it a separate animal altogether? Generally thinking, I mean, there's, you know, the ideal world and then there's the world we live in. Uh, most clients don't have the luxury uh, to do things in a purely linear, linear fashion. Um, it's more often, at least in the last, say, five to ten years, there's some speed-to-market issue, there's competitive entry, um, or there's a new market opportunity that's fleeting, or there's a need to uh, reignite interest in a mature brand that has declining sales. So we don't always have the luxury of doing a complete communications plan A to B. Sometimes it's more often than not it's concurrent, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Greg, any, any different... No, that's been our experience as well. I, um, we always wish um, that, that there were more comprehensive plans in place or that we could help develop, but more often than not, uh, there's a lot of sort of independent uh, sort of things being done. And in many cases, some of the organizations have sort of siloed um, responsibilities. So one, like the meetings department of an organization might uh, do their own thing and the, the education department might do another. So, so there, there is no sort of comprehensive plan, uh, even though we wish that were the case. Yeah. So sometimes there's that, that serendipitous situation where you have the opportunity to work for a brand and, and cover a lot of departments or uh, siloed, you know, uh, points of differentiation within uh, an organization, and then you become kind of the uh, tethering between all of the organizations, and that's that's just you know nirvana because then you can yeah. help. <laughs> well, you can you can help unite efforts, and you can help also minimize costs, right? Because um, you know I'm doing something for. <laughs> you know, a consumer brand that the B two B people don't know about, and I can help cross pollinate. How does the the popularity of um, social media, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and there are others, help or hurt uh, your branding plan for a client? 
Well, you know, it can be a beautiful thing, and it can also be a very <coughs> treacherous thing. Uh, it depends on who's on the, at the helm, right? Um, and what the <laughs> I'm doing the Twitter. <laughs> well, we all know what we're thinking of, don't we? There's mm-hmm. a bubble over, over everyone's head that's <laughs> listening to this. Um, so it can be a beautiful thing, and it can, again, help elevate the profile and stature of your organization and the uh, thought leaders within your organization. And then other times, yeah, not so much, and it can be very dangerous or some brands are non-responsive, and it, it really takes away from who they are and what they do. Yeah, a lot of the organizations um, know that they want to have a social media plan in place, but they're not sure um, beyond that they don't really have the resources or the staff to manage one yeah. on in an ongoing basis, or uh, they haven't figured out the best way they should go about it. So they, they sort of know uh, they want to, but they don't know how. And Carrie, right. I think you, you all do a little bit more um, in that arena than we do. But Yeah, it, it's a good extension. It's a certainly, it can be a very important part of a total communications initiative. But I always say, don't do anything you can't do well. Right, mm-hmm. right. So would you, did you normally recommend it, though, be a part of their plan? I mean, it, it, if, in fact, they can, they've got the ability to manage it well. Yeah, I think because there's so many opportunities. Again, doing kind of an analysis of what your competitors are doing and see where the opportunities are. Does your brand lend itself um, to Snapchat because it has a younger demo, or mm-hmm. is this more about a LinkedIn strategy because it's B2B and it's more about marketing to professionals within a certain um, industry category? So it just it depends on the product or service and brand that you're representing. Are there very specific um, industries that are really good for this? So like um, a retail, like if you were doing something with Coca-Cola or Pepsi, or uh, Greg, you talked about a lot of your clients are nonprofits. Um, uh, is there any particular industry, maybe I ask it a different way, that is not good for the social media um, uh, impact? Hmm, that's an interesting question. The only thing that's coming to mind is kind of a, a dark joke, which would be funeral homes. I can't think of a social media strategy for funeral homes. <laughs> that's, that is one. I had not thought about that. <laughs> and I wonder if they do, actually. We don't have any experience with them, but I wonder if, if funeral homes these days are, are trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, I could be totally wrong, and Barbara, you're going to get a million tweets from funeral homes now. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we're active in social media. (laughs) That's right. Well, that'll increase our brand, so. (laughs) Uh, Not not that I have any clients that are are certainly in in that space, um, like, uh, uh, like you all as well. So if you take this a little bit more, and we talked about the social media piece, how do you use the media really to execute the brand, the, main, the mainstream media? So uh, print and um, uh, TV, and, and are there other, how, how do you do that as a part of the plan that you're doing? Oh, well, it, you know, again, it starts with the product and services of the brands we represent, but we look at things holistically. So is it paid or is it earned media or is it owned media? 
uh, which Greg and uh, Ring Slayton uh, certainly did a lot in that area as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, so purchasing media, you know, radio, TV, print, online. I mean, you can outright purchase that, and it's it's getting uh, promotional ideas, it's negotiating rates, and then earned media. You know, PR, media interviews, speaking engagements. Uh, we talked a lot about social media, organic, getting people to share your brand, and then owned media. You know, your own internal arsenal, your website, your social media channels, even your employees. Interesting. Well, we're going to, because I want to push on that a little bit on the media and relationships that uh, that you build and how uh, how to do that. But we need to take. Uh, I think this is our last break of of the show, uh, and we'll be back on the other side to wrap up with the final segment of insights and strategies and branding your business. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Lang Strategies is the leader in providing businesses and nonprofits with insight on business development, operational excellence, political strategy, tactical planning, marketing communications, leadership management, and cultural transition services for international businesses. Each member of our team is an expert in their respective field, and each of them are dedicated to serving in the best interests of our diverse client base. Our business is to define our clients' needs and create a customized plan to exceed their goals and objectives. We compete aggressively and successfully for our clients' respect and trust. We also care deeply about the communities we serve, and our expertise in civic and grassroots campaigns serves our clients well on a variety of issues. We appreciate the faith, support, dedication, and investment of our clients and community in Lang Strategies, and we look forward to a successful and sustainable partnership. For more information or to put Lang Strategies to work for your organization, visit us on the web at langstrategies.com. That's langstrategies.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Insights and Strategies. To reach Barbara Lang or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to bboyer at langstrategies.com if you have any questions or comments about the program. Now, back to Insights and Strategies. Thanks for staying with us. Just before the break, we talked a little bit about the media engagement. And I think, Greg, you were uh, about to make some comments on how um, you build uh, media relationships and how you use the the media to execute the the brand for your clients. Well, our focus is a bit more narrow um, than than MDBs or carries, so we we're not buying ad space or doing much in the way of um, radio or television. Uh, we are doing sort of multimedia presentations um, and a lot more short videos. Um, they certainly live, you know, on, on internet 
microsites and things like that, but our focus is a little a little more narrow than the broad spectrum of, of media options. But I assume both you both of you uh, retain good media contacts. Probably Carrie, because of what you do and the and your business model, you probably do that a lot more. Um, well, we do we do quite a bit. I mean, when you, when you think about, there's so many media channels out there, and since we consider ourselves the advocate for the client's brand, we have to identify the channels that best suit their customers and their meet their goals. So I, I feel that we can't lead what we don't understand. So therefore, when we talk about, you know, media relations and we talk about public relations and we talk about corporate and social responsibilities, understanding who the influencers are, who's reporting on that, those become important touch points to make sure that we have an opportunity to advance our brands in their world so that they can help become uh, influencers and elevate our customers' brands. Sure. You know, I, I my assumption is that we have a number of small business uh, entrepreneurs listening, at least I hope so, uh, today. And, and I wonder, the question I, I'm sure that they would ask is, is it possible uh, to have a branding strategy on a budget? Because small business entrepreneurs would really be concerned about the cash outlay. And, and they look at PR and advertising and branding as a huge uh, expense. And so what would be um, the thing that you would say to a small business prospect? Greg, do you want to take that? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, really... Um, that's the the thing that I hear most. I mean, uh, there's I will never hear an association say, "Well, we have tons of money, and uh, <laughs> you know, sky's the limit." Um, so that everyone is very concerned. Um, they have to show their members that they're investing their money wisely. Um, they have to come up with products that um, that are you know successful for the money they have. But we always tell our clients that uh, it, we understand you have a limited budget. We can find solutions um, that will work within your budget. And, and we, we want to talk with them about their budget. Uh, and the more information, again, that we get about budget helps drive the way a process, you know, the, the project will go. Uh, you can do a, uh, you know, a, a video these days that has uh, voiceover and, and music and scripting and animated components. Um, and a lot of clients don't understand sort of all the way all of those components function and, and ways that they can save money. And uh, So we, mm-hmm. we always n- understand budgets. It's almost the most important thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think you bring up a good point. I, I think as long as you have big ideas that can represent a brand in a meaningful way, you can always find a way to be resourceful with the investment. Um, big ideas don't always come with huge budgets. Uh, we've been wildly successful with some modest budgets. Um, and there's also so many other things that modest-sized businesses can do. Um, experiential marketing, holding authors' events at your offices, uh, we've already mentioned social media. Um, you know, even just one-on-one executive handwritten notes, direct marketing, newsletters. Uh, you can write op-eds. You know, uh, blogging, v- 
video content that you can do, you know, you can do yourself. I mean, our staff um, does that. We do internal editing here, but you can participate on boards, um, you know, awards, recognition within your industry. You can write a book. Um, And then we mentioned earlier CSR, corporate social responsibility, is a way, again, to win over customers, not just with the uh, prowess and utility of your product or service, but the fact that you're a caring organization and want to invest in society and in your community. Interesting, interesting. Um, As we begin to wind down and close out uh, this segment, can you, both of you, talk about a fun project that you have worked on that uh, that that really uh, t- brought out all the creative juices, it gave this huge punch, and, um, y- you know, that you're, you're most proud of? And if you, if you can't uh, define the, the, the actual client, that's fine, but kind of talk about a project that was so, uh, so great that gave you all such joy to, uh, to work on. One of the crazier ones, um, and all, you know, in the advertising business, they all tend to be a little crazy, um, but um, because we've worked in Telco and, you know, International Spy Museum and things like that, but one of the most fun ones was for our lottery industry client, because uh, when you think about promoting lottery tickets, you're really promoting hope, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we had the opportunity to do, uh, promote a, a lottery product that was um, aligned with The Walking Dead. And the notion of the campaign was, you know, I'll be right back unless I win the lottery. So, because you hear that as a cultural phrase, I'll see you Monday unless I win the lottery kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> so that became a cultural hook for a television um, campaign that was just fabulous. Uh, we leveraged that to become part of the vernacular, and it went all over social media. So it was a Walking Dead scratcher ticket that aligned with the season premiere of Walking Dead. It was one of the best-selling tickets in the country and won huge accolades for our client, but also was a bestseller. Interesting. Uh, Greg, do you have a favorite fun project? I do, but I want to comment, um, uh, Carrie, on that, because don't you see a lot of sort of um, cross-marketing going like that these days where where it's a successful television show and now it's being sort of cross-branded with the lottery or, um, y- you know, the ways that um, some of these other uh, restaurants are doing this a lot where they're combining two successful um, organizations and sort of cross-marketing with each other. Yeah, there's a lot of borrowed interest, as we call it, so sharing off of each other's customer base. And it also, frankly, is uh, financially advantageous because you're pooling resources. Right. That's, it. right. that's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, very, very interesting. Um, and if you can relate it to something else that has gone on, that they make that, uh, that association, the public makes that association and identifies, that's a, it becomes a real identification. I think we're getting close to our close, and so we, uh, we have to leave it there. So what did we learn today? And, and that is that branding 
is designed to help the businesses grow its image and its revenue, certainly, uh, particularly for the, whether you're a nonprofit or for-profit, it doesn't matter. You still want to make money and, and grow that bottom line. We want to help position the brand such that it becomes the choice of what people want, and, and that is telling a story. And we want to stretch current product services um, if possible, and help deliver new experiences to prospective new clients or customers. Uh, successfully branded products or businesses usually lead to success and sustainability. We sincerely thank our expert guest today, Carrie Hatch, CEO and brand advocate of MDB Communications, Greg Burridge, Senior Vice President of Rings Layton Creative Services. Your insights have been superb and gave us a view into an industry that so many of us know nothing about, yet so very important to our business. You have been listening to Insights and Strategies. I am your host, Barbara Lang, Managing Principal and CEO at Lang Strategies here in the nation's capital. Please remember, people are divided into three groups. Some people make things happen. Some people watch things happen. Others wonder what happened. Which group are you? Thank you for listening. Good day. Thank you for tuning in this week to Insights and Strategies. Remember to join your host, Barbara Lang, each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management